Welcome to episode 141 of Parenting in Real Life. This month is the month of love, and so we're focusing on relationships. And in this episode, we're going to talk about going on dates with other couples. How to do it, and is it even necessary? Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Well, before we jump into couple dating and all that fun stuff, we have a quick Parenting Real Life moment. And this is our son, Nathan, I found out, will not read library books. (laughs) So Nathan loves this dragon series, Dragon Masters, I think is what it's called. And we got him, like, the set, but there's more. Or we got him, like, the beginning set, like, 13 books, and there's more. And so I got him from the library, and I brought him back, and I put him on his desk, and he just sat there for days. And I'm like, why aren't you reading these books? You love these. He's like... The pages are torn out, and then I'll miss some of the words. And I look through it, I'm like, there's no pages torn out. <laughs> He's like, stressed that this library book is used. He's like, I just want you to buy me the new ones for the for my birthday. <laughs> like, you won't read a library book? <laughs> this is maybe the snottiest thing our children have ever said to us. I was like, I was like, at least it's for his birthday. I like, we're not just going to go buy these books for no reason. So he's what like, a snob. He's like, I want these for my birthday. I'm like, okay. Likes that new book smell. I guess. I was just, that was so weird. I'm like, why don't you read library books? No. That's how I read most of my books. I don't have to go buy them. I guess I don't read library books either, but I don't read books. <laughs> Alan does audio books. Yeah. I make somebody else read to me. <laughs> like you're a child (laughs) someone's reading to you (laughs) your bedtime stories i'm fine with that (laughs) not ashamed all right jumping into couples dating i hated dating dating (laughs) just to let you all know where i'm coming from here (laughs) so this should be fun (laughs) well an 85 year harvard study it's a long time to do a study found that the number one thing that makes us happy in life is drugs <laughs> positive relationships that's right kids don't do drugs <laughs> don't do drugs that helps us live longer and they said to make sure your relationships are healthy and balanced and it's important to practice social fitness and so their kind of idea behind this was like Yes, you can make good friends, but kind of like a marriage, right? You have to keep working on it. You can't just say, now we're friends forever. Like, you have to build on your relationships. Can we be done with everybody comparing everything to muscles or fitness? <laughs> it's like, we are all terrible at exercise. Why do we compare everything in our lives to that? Like, who's good at exercise? What was your favorite song today? Kindness is a muscle. <laughs> so. We went to Jack's first grade program. It was a kindness program, and they have a song that kindness is a muscle. Gotta hustle. It was a good, it was a jam, but <laughs> it was just a good beat. I, I just, everything, like everything. Relationships, they're like muscles. Your brain, it's like a muscle. I was just like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know how muscles even work? 
But the point might be solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we read through the article, it's in the show notes. It was interesting. So they have seven keystones, seven keystones of support that they have. And then what you do is that you have, they created a table and you put a person who you have a relationship with and you go through and see if they have like a plus or a minus out of these seven keystones. Give us an example of a keystone. That's a weird word. Yeah, it is kind of a weird word. Here we go. Examples of keystones, safety and security, learning and growth, emotional closeness. So you're asking, here's a person like Alexis. Do I feel safe and secure around her? Do I feel like she encourages me to learn and grow? Is she emotionally close and confiding? And then you do that with other friends. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have they don't need to check all the boxes. Or most people won't. Yeah, and most people won't. They said that that's except that's- Alexis, she checks every box <laughs> for you <laughs> because she's the only person I know, and so she needs to check every box. And so the whole thing is that you can go through this and see just kind of where you <laughs> just keeps going. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yes, yes, Alan. <laughs> you can go through and see like where you're lacking because the example was like maybe you have a lot of friends that are really fun and you love to be around, but you may not have friends. They lost me. You have a lot of friends, <laughs> or <just> a <laughs> few friends <laughs> that encourage you, or you know, or whatever. And so that you can, where you can see like where you need some more support in your life and find people who do that for you. And as we were we were going through this on Sunday. And we realized that we have a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I always knew. <laughs> I've always been fantastic at my very close relationships. Usually one close relationship. But I really struggle with the rest of them. Really, really struggle. Like my best friend in the world, Jordan Pitt, grew up with him. We were like inseparable all the way through high school. And then we both went off and did our own thing. And I didn't talk to him for like seven years because, I mean, we did like the birthday. Hey, how you doing? Happy birthday. But it was like literally just the one text. And finally, he was moving to Utah and we drove across the country together. And it was it was fine, right? Like we went right back to where we were, which is nice that we were both that way. But I'm just bad at this. I think that's something we both struggle with. I do really good when people are around me, but if they don't live nearby or it's hard to get together or whatever, those long distance relationships are really challenging. And by not nearby, we mean like kind of half an hour. (laughs) If you're more than that. If we don't see you all the time. (laughs) We prefer you to live next door. It's tricky. I do have like two friends that do not live in the same state as me that I still keep in contact with frequently. Because they're really good at it. Mostly because one is really good at it. (laughs) She drives that. So if it wasn't for her, it probably wouldn't have happened. But shout out Crystal. Yes, thanks, Crystal. But it does seem like a lot of people struggle with this. So this is this is what we do on our podcast. We say this is hard, and everybody else struggles too, and you feel better. So (laughs) you struggle with Johnson Files. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) On Instagram, did a great unit video. Video. So he's a comedian-ish kind of guy. He and his wife. But they did the uh, post-couples date inventory, and she grilled him on all the things he did wrong. <laughs> it's stressful. They also do one, too, where they like go on a date with a co- another couple for the first time, and the wives are texting each other, and she needs to know, like, what do I say? Like, how do I not sound too forward? And, like, all this stuff. It was super funny. But kind of the same thing. Like, it almost feels like you're dating the other couple. Like, yeah. you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to be weird. You don't want to be like, hey, let's hang out again, you know, but not tomorrow, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's our bad thing is we always enjoy it when other, so this is for all of the people that like us and want to do stuff with us. We love when other people call us and do stuff. We just aren't the instigators. So we need you to be the yeah. constant instigator in our relationship. Just do that. Just do that. That's all we ask is that you start everything. Well, that is the hard thing. And we are going to get to this a little bit later because actually my parents are really good at this. So good. But they are usually the instigators. And that was something that my mom always told me. It was like, well, you just go do it. And I'm like, no, I want someone to invite me. Like, why do I always have to be the one who starts it? Like, someone invite me, you know? But... It does feel, feel this like is the, problem for the world that we live in. Alexis is, she wants those things, but won't start it, which is a bad match. <laughs> I'm a good match because I don't want those things and I don't start it. So <laughs> it works better for me. No, I really do enjoy it. I just like, it's very, the inertia getting yeah, going. Is ball rolling. So do you even need friends? Okay, this is another interesting article that I'm also putting in the show notes, but they just kind of walked through all these questions. I'm like, oh, this is good. Do married couples even need friends? That was one of the questions. I'm like, this is what we need to know. So, study says the study said, well, research shows that quality and intensity of friendships outside of an individual's immediate family are positively associated with the life satisfaction. That is the most researchy thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's, it's just like, yeah, it's it's good. But... That was like 150 words to say yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and not in a very like, strong, way. strong way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Sort of. It's, <laughs> they didn't even say yes. It satisfies your life. But they also said it's important to remember that you and your spouse are ultimately responsible for your own happiness. And you don't need friends to have a happy marriage. But having friends can certainly add to the enjoyment of married life. So the relationship in your marriage is the most important thing. So if you have a happy marriage and you don't have other friends, that's okay. You know, you don't actually need that to make your marriage better. I think some people do, right? They need that like spice of a new couple that brings new ideas and somebody else to talk to. And I actually think we do that. We need that. When we go out to dinner just by ourselves it's good, but like we've kind of talked about a lot of stuff. You don't like going out to dinner with just me? No, I think it's just more, it's fresh <laughs> when you bring new people. Well, you usually it. have different conversations. Yeah. You right? talk about different stuff. You don't just talk about ways. your kids the whole time and work and whatever. Because we don't really do that either. Like, I think we're good at talking about other things, current events and things like that, but it's yeah. just like we're so like minded and like, what was it the other day? You live with somebody for 13 years and you just start thinking the same things. <laughs> we do all the time. He'll say something. I was like, I was just thinking that. Literally just I was just going to say that. <laughs> it was something like, anyway, the situation called for quoting a movie and we both like literally started <laughs> quoting the same movie at the same moment because we've lived together for 13 years. That's true. And that's when our kid's going to look at us like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> So to continue on with that, the next question was, is it bad if a married couple doesn't have friends? <laughs> and again, it was just saying that you don't have to have a couple of friends. It's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't have friends. It's just saying that find other ways as a partnership then in, in your marriage, like find other ways to connect, right? So just do different things. Because a lot of times if you're with other couples and you'll do things that you may not normally be doing with just you and your spouse. So try to find those things if it's just going to be you two hanging out. And then I like this question too. What if my partner doesn't want to make new friends? It says find out why. So, Alan, I feel attacked. Why? Right do, why don't you want to make new friends? <laughs> uh, I like I said, I I'm fine with it. I just 
For me, I am so, and I actually feel like I would love for someone to do a study on this. I feel like I've always been a little bit this way, but COVID made a lot of people this way. We're just like, man, sitting on the couch is pretty comfortable. You know, like I don't have to get dressed up. I don't have to think. I don't, there's no moments where I'm like, oh crap, I need to say something. There's none of that. It's not great. I don't like get a ton of endorphins from sitting on the couch watching Netflix, but I don't get any stress either. Like it's, it's just that like middle of the road. It's just comfortable. Right? It's just comfortable. And I like being comfortable. Who doesn't? So much. <laughs> so I just need the kick in the pants. I know. Cause once we go out with other couples, it is fun. We and I'm not fun. super awkward. I just need to get the ball rolling. I just need you to say, we're going out and doing this thing. If you do want to make some new friends, some places to look are like through other friends, like mutual friends. You could get like a group date and say, oh, invite some other friends. You know, they're friends with your friends. Maybe they'll be friends with you. Maybe you'll steal them. <laughs> steal That's <one>. the goal. <laughs> Neighbors, church, parents of your kids' friends, work. So there's lots of different places that you can find people. Usually for us, I feel like church is the best place because we see them every week. And, you we know, have to see them. And we get to... Like, I didn't hate that that much. We should get together. <laughs> so you get usually a good feel for people when you see them more frequently. Neighbors is another good one. We've done a lot of stuff with... Not a lot. For us, a lot means once. We've done a lot of stuff with neighbors, and it's been good, right? Because you just like see each other again. It's just like you have that base comfort level. Yeah, for sure. So how do you make new couple friends? And so this is where we talk to my parents because my parents are really good at this. And what they do is they do parties. They do parties frequently. I mean, not every week, but I'm sure like once a month they throw a party and they've done this like their whole married lives. And good on them because I thought like you think party people like to party, but her mom was like, oh, it's so stressful every time. And Alexis experienced that as a kid, right? Like the house needs to be perfect and like all of the I hosting stress. I hated when my parents had parties. But I don't think you have to have that part, but I do think the parties is interesting. Some of the things they said that I liked is with a party because we've been, what we've been talking about for the last three years, there's many people we know that have been on this list for years. We like, Oh, we'll just invite them over for Sunday dinner and we'll just have them and their kids over and we'll do Sunday dinner. But it is already stressful enough to cook for five people, seven, seven people. That like throwing more people, even if there's like a little pot lucky element to it, like you're still usually cooking it. It just stresses Alexis out. It just feels like a lot. And to and then our, we have a lot of kids that are loud and crazy. And then it's hard to talk to the other couple. So I feel like it's kind of like the defeats the purpose of. And that is very true. I'm like a beeline out of church kind of guy. Because I just, when my kids are going crazy in spaces where they're not or even where they are, I feel stressed and I can't have good conversations. Yeah. So they do adult parties. Yeah. You do it when the kids go to bed. And that's when we've had the most success, too. Um, yeah. Even it, like party is a loose term, right? It can just be like getting together to play games. Mm-hmm. Or they do like paint nights because. Yeah. My dad paints. And it's fun because he'll just do like some easy paint and then people can copy it. And then if they hate it, whatever. It's mostly just to talk, right? right. And if they love it and they realize, wow, I'm an artist. <laughs> and because it's more than one couple, it's like three or four or five couples. It's less pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh man, we got to keep this going. We got to keep, if you can kind of bounce around and find who you like. And I just think a conversation with three men is easier than two men for me. And so if there's more couples there, it's 
just easier. It also allows it, them to be able to invite couples that maybe they don't know as well. Like if they have, like there are some people that we know, let's invite a couple that's new or we just don't know. And that way it's not uncomfortable because you still have all these other people that you do you know You have the well. base comfort level with some and then... Yeah, instead of like trying to have a conversation just with these new people that maybe you don't know. Yeah. It's like sometimes that can be awkward. For <laughs> sure. Know? So I love that. I felt like we can do that. So Alexis is going to do that. Yeah. So now I have to do that. I have wanted to do one for the longest time. I think we've probably shared this before. When we lived in Wisconsin, our neighborhood did a party in January. It was just like right after Christmas. So the holiday stuff was over and they just invited all of the adults that lived on our street. And it was great because we didn't know our neighbors very well. We were still new and it was a chance for us to just get to know everybody in our little part of the street. And so I've wanted to do that to where we live now. And I just, it's like been on my mind for years and I just haven't done it yet. Literally years. Literally years. Since we moved here, I'm like, oh, I want to do that because that was so cool. And I just haven't done it. So anyway, now that I've said it on the podcast, maybe we should just need to not overthink it. I know. Just need to do do it. it. We have good neighbors. We like all of our neighbors. And so it's not that. It's just that. It's just doing it, you know. Make it so. Making it happen. We We had one great neighbor that was just like, just on a dime, she'd be like, let's do something. So we, we have done like some circle barbecues and stuff like that, that she would throw together. Oh yeah. But they moved. We've done game nights before and we really, something we'd like to do is have families over for dessert. Like we thought maybe that would be easier than doing a dinner, but other things that you can do or like escape rooms. We've done that with friends before. That's super fun. I was just thinking like in college, we used to do laser tag. I was like, that would be really fun to do again. Yeah. And I totally do that. Rock climbing. I was like, I was trying to think of like, no, Alan shook his head not rock climbing. <laughs> I was trying to think of things of like things that I enjoyed doing in college as an adult. You know, I was like, oh, I would do that I'm again. I'm just such a bad rock climber. It does make my arms really tired. I got like, little arms. Exhaust. So we challenge you to do whatever you want to do. Because <laughs> half of the stuff we said was that you don't have to have a couple. Yeah, so that's I think that's what I like about this is that like you actually don't have to do any of this stuff. You do you. I think you we keep feeling it. And we so do. for us, we know we want that. We just need to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't need that, then don't do it. And feel good about it. And just it, strengthen your relationship with each other. Yes. If you do want to do it, kind of like what we talked about last week with like scheduling fun with your kids, you got to schedule the date nights or the going out with friends or whatever, or it's just not going to happen. Right. Find a weekend that you're free. There's a couple in our neighborhood that just goes on a date every Friday night. And a lot of times they invite someone to come with them. And so because it's always happening, they always know, Hey, we need to do something this Friday. So let's find something to do. Mm -hmm. I like that. They should invite us to do that more often. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're listening. (laughs) They should invite us. Oh, but that does make it easier, right? It's like, okay, Friday night's date night, we're going to go out, you know? And so if you need that extra push, just say, we're going to do this every week. Because sometimes you're like finding a time like, oh, let's figure out a time this month is tricky because you have other stuff going on. But so if you want to schedule it and if you don't, then just enjoy your marriage and have fun together. Yeah. Work on that. (laughs) Goodbye. See you next time. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, 
make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.